Well, hello. Welcome to Awakening Moments. We're so excited for you to join us on our podcast today. Lori and I are excited to spend some time with you. And so, Lori, I just thought on this day we could just open up with just letting people into where we're at, how things are. Yeah. <laughs> Maybe good. a confession. <laughs> a confession or two. <laughs> yeah. Just open up the podcast right out of the okay, gate. Okay. So here's right? the first question then, Rhonda. Are you really excited to be here today? Well... <laughs> Maybe not. I know, I know, right? Maybe I could uh, be in my bed right now with my blanket oh, over my head. Girl. That's girl. what I probably would love to be right now. So my my confession oh. is, yeah, so we've been talking, as you've been journeying with us, yeah. we've been talking lots about my dream of the country, selling my house, blah, blah, blah. And I sell my house. I'm so excited. I move in and you're on I've, the other side. I'm on the other side. And these but are, you're not on the other side? I'm not on the other side. And I'm really <laughs> having a hard time. Yeah. I'm having a real hard time with the transition, which is, it is actually making me so upset. And what hap- what's making me upset is that I am, I'm not able, I've dreamed of this for so long and I'm actually so sad. Like I'm so sad. It's not working out the way I wanted it to. The house is just lots of stuff happening in the house. I, the way I'm emotionally handling it, I feel like, what was I thinking? Did we make a big mistake? I'm also in the country now from a city slicker. Anyone who's in the country is probably laughing right now on the other side because every time I tell people this story, they tell me the same thing. They hated it for the first year, like all at once, learning well, right. septic, like what I can clean with. Can we shower? I've got to do all these different projects like around the house I haven't had to think about before. You don't even think about what you're doing. I know, softening your water and like all these weird things. Weird that, like, things. How would you even know that? And then someone tells me my well could even dry up. And I'm like, what? What I, does that even mean? What does that mean? I need a generator. Like I am just my brain. I go to bed wow. at night. I'm like, what did I just put on oh myself? My that I self-induce. Like I honestly, I had this picture yesterday. <laughs> my life in the suburbs, I'm running down a path. <laughs> things are really great. I just finished. Skipping along. Skipping happy. along. 14 years living in my house. Really had finished every area of my house. Right, renovated. Right. Was done. Beautiful. Dreamt of the property. Loved it. Great neighborhood. Awesome neighbors. Always dreamt of the country. So I'm like running along. I see a detour. But I'm like actually on a sweet path, man. I've got a good pace going. I see a detour. No, I just run off the detour and fall into a massive pit of mud. <laughs> like That's what has happened. Oh, it was like this opening. Goodness. And I was like, I'm going to go that way. And boom and I'm stuck and I feel stuck I feel stuck in being overwhelmed I wake up in the morning and I feel like I just want to put the blankets over my head I moved into an older house it's like I'm starting over I I didn't realize how much that was going to affect me I thought I could handle that like oh sweet I could take my time doing projects no I wish I could just have 200,000 be done tomorrow right like I actually recognize I'm recognizing so much about myself in process and where I'm at and what God's doing in things that I have to let go of, of what's important, what is actually not important. Right. But I'm right. I'm in it wrestling with it, like holding on. And so it's just been a very unique journey. So I have to repent today, like confess that it's actually been a painful journey in the sense of I was thinking that walking into this dream, it would be like the Cinderella, you know, where the squirrels are alive and the birds and there's like, <laughs> you know, the door opens. Singing music in the background. Yeah, the door opens to the country house and I walk down the lane. I'm like, this has happened. The dream of dreams. No, I walked in the house. All the lights are off. It's dark. 
they're they don't have hardly any pot lights in the house it's they use only lamps it's dark i'm like where am i it's cold i've never lived in a house with just hardwood i feel like there's just i know it sounds funny but all of a sudden i'm like wow this is just a different environment things are needing to be updated and renovated that you don't see the same way when you're yeah. when a house is empty versus yeah. a house full of furniture and yeah. I just am like uncomfortable. I want to go back to where I was. And I just think, where, what have I done? Like, what did we do? And like dealing with, did I make a big mistake? And how do I come to terms with that? Like we're in it to win it. Like Jay is building an office on the property. Like we're not, this is not like, oh, this didn't work. Let's put it up for spring and just counter losses. We're like, no, we're, his office is now being built. Like this is happening. Your life is happening here. Yeah. Our life is happening here. And I think it's just feeling the finality of that. And I know it's just a house you can move down the road, but not for a while. Mm -hmm. And I'm just feeling a little overwhelmed by it all. So Mm -hmm. there's, I have to say there's more moments I've woken up in the morning. Just want to put the blanket right over my head and be like, I don't want to go downstairs and see my completely gutted kitchen. And it looks like I didn't even move in yet. Like there's boxes everywhere. Christmas is around the corner. Like I'm just feeling really overwhelmed and I can feel this invitation so at my doorstep. Actually, not even my doorstep. It's literally all over my bed. (laughs) Envelopes on envelopes of invitation, of anxiety, of being overwhelmed, of just being robbed in the season and fixing my eyes on the things that aren't put together, what I still need to do how much we still have to do to get this house up to speed and thinking, wow, had we known this, would we, we probably wouldn't have taken the tackle. But we did know some of it. But I think until you're in it, you don't recognize how you respond in it, right? And so, and oftentimes, as we all know, when you start one thing, you discover something else, which I've never experienced before renovations in this way. We, we had a newer house that we just updated but doing renos and all the the hurdles you face or things now is like, well, that's not going to work. And the constant decisions and problem solving and having to adjust to what you wish it could be to, well, that's not going to be able to happen. So we got to make the best of this. And I'm not complaining on this podcast today. I just want to say I'm very grateful. I own a home and I know some of you listening, like it's our heart is our heart. But in this, I'm recognizing a lot about myself and it's an invitation to fix my eyes on the wrong thing. And we talk about this on the podcast. We talk a lot about crushing snakes being the invitation, the invitation from God, the exchange that God wants to make. And then you find yourself in a, in the midst of a blown apart situation that you really went into thinking you had your ducks in order and done your due diligence. And like we had talked about today, Laura, even walking in, like the mindset that starts to come in of even how could I have not seen this? How foolish could I have been? What did we miss? Like, you know, we've been so wise in so many things. Did we just go into this not thinking? And you just start to get really upset with yourself. And so, you know, living with, fighting off regret, fighting off failure, fighting off, what are people going to think? Like even people around us, are they thinking, what the heck did Jay and Rhonda do? You know, like, yeah, our house, I was hoping, (laughs) I was hoping to be completely unpacked nested with christmas trees and no i've probably moved about 10 times within my house already wow boxes oh, to boxes man. and every room is like yeah. a storage room right now because you know we you had can't to, really settle we in can't settle in our kitchen's being renovated that was not an expected decision and it was just a lot of things happening and so all that to say i'm coming on this podcast is saying me too some of you listening today are thinking i'm in a real like a season of just struggle i'm overwhelmed I feel a lot of anxiety. I feel a lot of like, I just don't know what to do. 
I feel like I'm stuck in mud. That's actually how I feel today. I'm stuck in mud. And the mud is making me kind of feel like, do I fight to get out? But if it feels like the harder I fight, the more stuck I get. Or would I just paralyze, just stand there? And I'm actually having to call for help. And that's not easy. And I was just running on a sweet path. I'm thinking, how in two months did I just get myself here? Like I'm almost fantasizing what last spring was like. When I, had, oh when I was just go home and, <laughs> oh you know, the man. ease and the comfort. And yeah. now I go home and it's like yeah. so many things to do and so many decisions to make and just not feeling home. I'm not feeling home. I'm feeling very displaced. I'm feeling really uncomfortable. I'm feeling not familiar. I'm feeling cold. The house feels cold. The house feels dark. It's not our own yet. We've still got things to make it ourselves, you know, and so light has to break through in this house. And so it's, I know this is a spiritual journey for me and I'm not spiritualizing maybe a, a house just for the sake of it to, to somehow make myself feel better. <laughs> I really feel this is a very spiritual journey for me. And, but just because it's not, it just because it's hard doesn't mean it's not God. And so some of you listening, I just want to say me too. So my confession today is I am struggling to not open up the invitations that are very destructive and I, I have to confess, I did open up some. Yeah, I woke up today and I opened them right up. And right away my mind went there, you know, of just regret and just, yeah, that feeling of what is going on. And so I just want to encourage each of you listening that the beautiful thing is, yes, we have the power of God, the Holy Spirit. And also the first thing I did is when I walked through the doors, I started talking to you about it. So pick up the phone and call somebody. Like if you're here today listening, call somebody. Yeah. Like don't do it alone. Yeah. Don't don't think you could just be yeah. like, oh, I'll just get through today. It's no yeah. big deal. If you're struggling, yeah. find somebody. And that that may not be your spouse, I just want to say. Yeah. Like that may not be. I'm even getting emotional not thinking always. about it. It's not yeah. always. Sorry, that came out wrong. Yes, it should be. Your, it can be, it but can not be. always. But it's, yeah, for example, like it can be sensitive, right? Depending sensitive, on what the thing, yeah. is, what the issue is or whatever. Exactly. Yeah. Or your child or, yeah. you know, because even last night I said to Jay, I was like, I feel like I made a mistake. We made a big mistake. And Jay's like, you can't tell me that now. Like mm. my office is almost built. Yeah. And I could see it for him. He's worked so hard to make this dream come true. He's doing everything to try to navigate all the different things that are happening at the same time and so for me to wake up this morning and be like i you know yeah. start to have a meltdown with jay may not be the most helpful for him right <laughs> he's yeah he's really trying real. to keep the family together trying to make some really big financial decisions and see, keep us on the path of wisdom yeah. yeah but also navigate okay what do we need to maybe trigger a little bit faster and he doesn't need me right now being like, this is the biggest mistake. Why did we do this? Yeah. He's like, I'm in this and I've already invested. Like he's very much on the logical side. And so, you know, that was a gift. So today just call somebody. If you're feeling that, it could be confessing to your spouse. It could be calling somebody, for your pastor, a friend, just saying, I need you just to listen to me. I, I'm feeling this right now. Speak into my life. Mm -hmm. And mm -hmm. there is no shame in that because as soon as that happens, it's like those letters, you recognize what those letters are immediately because if you just sit there and start opening, one thing leads to another. You'll just keep opening letter after letter after letter. But this is a time to just say, no, not one yeah. more second. And we said that hashtag not one more second. Right. And sometimes it takes a friend to say, hey, 
Yes. Not one more second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. These so, invitations. These invitations. These invitations. I love it. That's really powerful, Rhonda. Thank you so much for just yeah. taking a minute to share that with us and just for your transparency in it because I, th- I feel like in this journey that we've been walking with you through this house, there are so many lessons and such symbolic things that God is doing through your journey that we can relate to in all of our lives. Like we're all going through unique and different circumstances, circumstances that we're walking through, circumstances where there's constant invitations into anxiety, invitations into regret, invitations into disappointment, invitations into disillusionment, like all of these spaces, right? And and not to mention, honestly, and I just want to throw this into the circle, but like, you know, when you're coming to a certain age in life, which, you <laughs> know, know we don't have say. to age ourselves out here, but also <laughs> oh, there's yeah. h- hormonal changes that are happening. There's a literal like hormonal depletion, which results in like a lack of resilience, which results in a, a darker thinking. Like literally those who have had like you and I would definitely be on the side of like high energy people, yes. which means we probably have high levels of serotonin. We have high levels of estrogen. Our bodies are working for us hormonally. But in this season, there's a genuine depletion that's coming hormonally that has an effect on even how circumstances are affecting us. Yes. And that's just, I just want to acknowledge that that's a part of the mixed bag of everything that's going on in our lives that we just have to consider, right? I literally have just come through a summer. I mean, so similar to that, but emotionally, right? My mom having gone through a stroke and just the way that it affected me in a way that it affected our whole family. And then I think I had some hormonal things going on and like literally felt like I was in my own mud pit. Like I was just in a mud pit. (laughs) And I, and honestly, my response in my mud pit was like, I'm just going to camp here. Like I don't (laughs) even want to get out. Like I just want to sink down into it and just get buried. I don't even Is that not the perfect analogy of what you feel like (laughs) of mud? Just like stuck. And I'm like, I have, I don't have the energy to fight. I actually just want to complain about the mud. I just want to sit in this mud. I'm just going to cover myself in all it. I'm gonna, all I'm going to talk <laughs> about is the mud. Like my mind, like yeah. literally my mind. I'm like, who are you right now? What are you doing? <laughs> like, what are you thinking? Like, I'm like, this is crazy. But you can see like in those spaces and in those like dark, dark spaces. And again, sometimes they're circumstantial. Sometimes they're just emotional. Sometimes they're hormonal. Sometimes they're just like, actually the repercussions of past seasons of not dealing with things. Sometimes it's not actually anything going on in the present moment, but like, it's like the stuff that has happened six months ago, a year ago, two years ago, five years ago that you really never really dealt with that sort of the emotions or the pain or that are coming up to the surface and you you don't even know where it's coming from like sometimes you can't identify it as a specific circumstance that you're in but you just feel like you know what I just want to let this mud bury me right now because I don't care <laughs> I actually don't care enough to get out of it but it's interesting because as you were sharing that analogy you know and you said what do I do? Do I just freeze? Do I fight with everything I have to try to get out of this? You know, probably only to be buried deeper. Like you think of that quicksand analogy. And you know, what came to my mind, Rhonda, is exactly what you said. 
the only way out is to reach your hand up and let a friend pull you out. You actually can't get yourself out. You actually cannot, when you're there, when you're buried in the mud, you cannot get yourself out. And so like, I don't want to underestimate the importance of like what you said, call a friend. Like, I know it's that joke of like, you know, what's that, that old show about, um, Oh yeah. How to make a, what a, a millionaire. Yeah. Friend. Like, yeah. You like want to call, call a friend? friend? Yeah. Anyways, the game both show. Both of us are not <laughs> Anyways, the millionaire show, call a friend. But it, that literally is like, sometimes you just need someone with skin on to reach a handout and to be like, you know what? It's okay. And you know, as you're talking, like all I could think Rhonda is like, how is living in that regret serving you? today right right like to sit in that place like how is that serving you or how is that going to serve you as you walk this journey out because you're in this this is your current circumstance and you're going to walk this out but I promise you living in regret living into those spaces and that's for me too that's for all of us like we actually we cannot go back and undo the things we've done, the decisions that we've made, the how we handled a certain circumstance, how we walked through something. And so to live in regret, to live in continually beating ourselves up, putting ourselves down, constantly dwelling on, I was foolish, I, what was I thinking, da, da, da. It just does not serve us. It will not serve us to move through the other side of the circumstance. And so we can't underestimate the power of even that invitation, the invitation of regret and the effect. It's a powerful one. It's a powerful one. The effect that it has on us walking through whatever circumstance that we find ourselves in. Now, I mean, I love so much like Rhonda, you, you just exemplified for us something so powerful by saying out loud hey this is what I'm feeling and I'm gonna confess this today like I want this out I'm gonna actually just say I confess this I confess my regret I confess that this is not helpful (laughs) this is not helpful to me anymore because that's exactly how you move through it and you might have to confess it 10 more times. I don't know. But every time it comes, confess it. Every time those thoughts and those feelings and those invitations come that will not serve you to walk through this, that will not serve you to walk through the current storm that you're in, confess it, repent of it, and move on. Do not let it attach. Do not let it attach to your identity. Do not let it attach to the circumstance because it's not going to serve you. It's not going to help you. It brings no life. It brings no joy. It's not going to help you to walk through. And so we just want to not one, not one more second, not one more second, not one more second. Are we going to stay in a place of like, if only, if only, if only, if only, that's not an option. That is not an option right now. And it's like, that's not easy. That's not an easy thing to do for any of us. I've been through lots of different things, you know, whether it's like hurts that my kids have experienced, whether it's just pains that have happened in my family, whether that's hurts that I've experienced. And you live in this space of like, oh, what if I wasn't, you know, what if I didn't work there? What if I didn't live here? What if I didn't like you, you go through all these scenarios in your mind. If only I would have just done this differently, that wouldn't have happened. And sometimes when I sit and I, I, I really reflect on this with the Lord, 
sometimes I wonder if the things that happen to us in life are not as much about the circumstance, like as if we could have avoided it, that we would have ended up there some in some other way anyways because it's all part of not that not that I'm saying that I think that God does these things but I'm saying that I believe with all my heart that God uses these things in a powerful way to do something really really powerful in our lives and I remember you brought you brought this up you reminded me of this earlier today but I remember like when I had my first child when I had Treff and like all I ever wanted my entire life, probably like until from the age of 16 was to be a mother. Like I never thought about anything else. I never, I never cared about a career. I was never driven for those things. I just wanted to be a mother. It's all I ever, ever, ever dreamt of. I got married at 21. I wanted to have a baby on our honeymoon. I wanted to, I was really like, <laughs> do you want to make a baby? Jay's like, no. <laughs> five years. We waited five years. It was like torture for me, absolute torture. And finally, finally. So I've got this built up in my mind. Like this is the most glorious, beautiful. I was made for this. And I kind of had a traumatic childbirth. Like, and my mom, my, <laughs> funny enough, I actually, this is totally a side tangent, but I actually was seeing this chiropractor that gear that said to me, I can guarantee you a pain-free childbirth. Okay, I'm not kidding. It's like if I adjust you during your pregnancy, I can guarantee you a pain-free childbirth and it's it's this is a real thing. So I was like, perfect. I'm in for that. Oh my goodness. <laughs> so I went and got adjustments during my pregnancy and I hope you went back after. I literally was like <laughs> I told my, like like I I wasn't naive enough to to think that it was actually going to be completely pain-free, but I did entertain it to the point of like my optimism kicked in and I'm like, yeah, this is going to be a breeze for me. Like I am just going to I'm just going to get through this. It's going to be so wonderful. Da, 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 da. Well, it wasn't. It was like a 35-hour labor with Gosh, like missing Lord. night sleeps. I vomited. Like I was vomiting with every contraction. Like it was awful. Like absolutely absolutely awful. And then on top of all that, so you imagine two days, no sleeping, no food, vomiting, like absolutely horrible. And then two hours of pushing after all that two oh hours. I was like, I, goodness. I'm, I'm pushing and I, you don't know how to push the first baby out. You just don't, your body, you think you're just going to know and you don't. It was so, Jay almost passed out. Like we almost lost him. Like literally the doctors <laughs> had to go and tend to him because he almost like, it was, it was so awful. So when he came out, I was like totally traumatized like just traumatized like my mind what it, I had built up in my mind and what it actually was I was like this is terrible like this is what now I loved him and I felt love for him instantly but I was so exhausted like I just wanted the moment you know the moment when you like hold the baby and you have this elation and I held him and I was so happy he was like healthy and it was over and then I was like can I sleep is it okay if I just sleep for a minute like oh. it was so not just not what I thought it was going to be and I remember after I could not speak about the labor. I couldn't talk about it. Like Aww. it was like I was totally traumatized. I had to lock it. Like I just had to lock it down. And I I could barely speak about it because it was just not. It didn't meet my expectation. It didn't. It just didn't. I, I don't know. It wasn't what I thought it was going to be. It was so, so, so terrible. Now, 
eventually I did reconcile it and was able to speak about it and came to terms with it. And I was fine after, you know, a little, it didn't take that long. But I just remember that feeling of like, just when something is, you build it up so much in your mind and it's really not what you thought it would be. And, and there is this sense of trauma that you feel over that. Like it is a, and you do have to come to terms with it and you do have to reconcile it and it, and it's hard. And there are so many invitations in that space, in that devastation, in that sadness, in that disappointment that you are like being invited into. And it reminds me of, honestly, it reminds me of Jesus and the temptations that he endured and the intensity of those temptations that there's this like contested space and I'm not comparing my childbirth or your house to the temptations that Jesus went through but I am in the sense of the enemy is very real in very. all of our lives mm-hmm. and so and he knows he actually knows where we are going to be most tempted he knows where to come in he knows where our weakness is he knows where we're going to be most disappointed and i just imagine if i would have entertained these invitations to the point of never having another child again like i would because i thought that i i literally thought that i'm one and done this is it. I will, I can never go through this again. Like I can't do it. I actually can't physically do this. And I I remember saying to Jay, I think that that was good. Like, I think we're good now. Like we, what? Like I imagine that now I'm like, oh my goodness. But imagine if I would have just held to that trauma, that feeling, that disappointment, that sadness, like I would have lost out on three incredible blessings that were to follow that God had ordained but you see like there's this contested contended space in these things that for whatever reason they're all different for all of us but but the enemy knows but also God is at work in such a powerful way so it's like recognizing where we're susceptible to those things and where those temptations come in and where those invitations come in that actually can stop the flow of what God wants to do. And so even as you're sharing this story, Rhonda, I don't know what's on the other side of all this for you, but I just get this deep sense that there is this massive spiritual journey that's happening. A house is a house and whatever, and I'm not going to make it bigger than it is. It's just stuff at the end of the day. But God's doing something in this, in you, that is for something that we can't see right now. And there is massive contested space in this area, right? In That's happening through this. That's manifesting. That's coming up in a really profound and powerful way. And so even for you who are listening to us talk, talk about this today, like if you are sensing that there is just, oh, this ongoing, persistent like invitation and attack into that which you know is not from God. Like, you know, like you know, if it's not from God, like, you know, if it is not love, joy, peace, kindness, faithfulness, gentleness, like if it's not the fruit of the spirit, if it is not like, if you know, trust me, and it's, I'm not just saying that if it's not hard, hard is okay. Hard is okay. God wants to meet you in hard. But if it is not life-giving, if there's not life that is coming, then you know you're you're in the testing. You're in the testing. There's invitations coming. And, and God's saying, what do you see? What do you see? Do you see what I see? Or are you looking at, are you focusing on 
where the enemy really, really wants to hold you back from what it is that I am doing in this season because mm. I am at work in such a powerful way. And so that's that, right? And you're in that. Like you're in that so much, that tested space, that contested space. I like, honestly, Laura, I think this is just so powerful for myself. This has just been a beautiful morning to even just be reminded of what we talk about on podcast or podcast. And when you're in it, it's a beautiful thing to be like, yeah, I'm receiving and having to put some feet to this is one thing. And we do it in different seasons, but sometimes when we, we find ourselves surprisingly in a new season. Yeah. You almost are caught it's off unexpected. guard. Unexpected. It's unexpected. Exactly. Unexpected. And all you of a sudden, yeah. expect it. You don't. And no. you're just kind of caught off guard. And it takes you a little bit almost like you've been stun gunned. Yeah. To shake your head and be like, what is going on here? And I love how you talked about that. Like it, the beautiful thing at the end of the day, it's not about the house. It's not about the circumstance, but that contested space and the shift of where God's bringing us. And are we willing to go on the journey? And even if even if we made a decision that wasn't wise or we made a decision that maybe okay we can I'm look actually going to stop you right there you don't have to sit in that no you but even but regret. i'm saying but even that yeah. like even if just say okay i know we did i don't feel like we did but just say okay it has crossed my mistakes. mind we make mistakes yeah and it has crossed my mind when we look back we i'm mistakes. like right we okay do make mistakes or you're impulsive about something yeah. or you do yeah. something you think what yeah. even in it god is with us True, 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 and true. At the end of the day, it doesn't cancel out his presence or his ability to walk it through with us, right? To redeem, to bring us to the other side. Because his unchanging nature is not dependent on our right. on our nature. Right. It's he's right. unchanging. He's yes. faithful. Yes. He's kind. Yes. He's consistent. He's our father. His presence, Amen. he'll never leave or forsake us. Yeah. He works all things together for good. Yeah. And no good thing does he withhold from those who walk uprightly. Even if we make a detour and we find ourselves in mud, he will pull us out. Like as we call out, he hears, he answers. And I think it's so beautiful. And he uses the body of Christ. He uses each of us. And sometimes we have to ask a friend for vulnerability, intimacy, um, all of those things. Right. And so right. all of this is working together. And so I just feel like this has been actually a very healing podcast for me. Mm. So I just want to tell yeah. each of you listening, thank you for listening to us today because yeah. this is actually yeah. something I needed today to yeah. kind of be reminded of, to walk through because my bed was full of open letters yes. and I walked in it today yes. and I just right away started talking about it and I recognized those letters are all lies. Yeah. They're all lies. Right. Because... Right they're all robbers yes. it's all robbing there's no right. fruit of the spirit in that right right and we can fix our eyes on you know what we've done or where we're at or fix our eyes on their bigger prize and yeah. that's jesus yeah. and say god help like help me to have wisdom yeah. help me to see the miracle help me to see what you're doing here help me actually pay attention to stop and to pay attention to what you're doing not how did I get myself here and to listen to those companions, the Red Rover. We've talked about that. Calling over regret, calling over guilt, calling over perfectionism, calling over comparison, calling over what are people going to think, calling over even what people are going to think. If they actually walk to my house, they might be like, what is your problem? Like, you know, what's real to you and someone else? Like all of it. Like I feel like someone I, I meet with at the altar and what's happening in their lives. Well, I don't even want to feel... I don't even want to talk about my situation. No, 
I've got to actually let that get out of me, not compare myself to let myself be real, let myself walk this through with the Holy Spirit. But these are red rovers. We're calling over in that game, these companions, and they are robbing. Mm -hmm. They're constantly going to just steal, rob and destroy. Mm -hmm. But how can I call over joy? How can I call over peace? How can I call over, you know, gratitude, gratitude, all of these things, pay attention. So this is a moment and rest and rest and to be cared for and by to be cared for, yeah. to be cared for by friends be cared for by god yeah to be able to lay back into the father's arms be like father yeah. you need to care for me today it's yeah. okay right it's okay yeah and so for all of you we're me too's mm-hmm. we're in it we're mm-hmm. in it with you mm-hmm. we're growing yeah and uh but one more one more thing is like at one not one more second mm. you might have started this day like i did with some open invitations and recognize what the heck am I reading? What in the world have I been scrolling? I'm going to stop that. Not one more second. Not right. one more second. Amen. And Amen. let's just let the rip up those invitations. Yeah. And as we open the word of God, the greatest invitation of all, yeah. let his word be the invitation and the exchange that we receive today. Yes. Really? Yes. It's so good. It's so good. I think you brought up something so interesting in this conversation too, when you said, you know, when other people look from the outside, and this is also part of sometimes what we navigate in our circumstances, it would it looks from the outside like you should be thankful. Like, so whether it's the story of me having a baby, there's so many women who can't have a baby and here you are with a baby, but you're navigating a trauma that you, it wasn't what you thought and did it. But from the outside looking in, it's like, you have a baby. What are you, like, how could you even talk about it from that perspective you know you just move into a new house how could you it's beautiful da, 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 whatever right like from the outside looking in and nobody knows like what you're actually navigating on the inside my mom even with her stroke I mean if you look at my mom my mom is walking and talking and playing pickleball and she's she's per, like you would look from the outside and there's other people who have gone through a stroke who've lost a loved one or a parent or a, a family member and they're not walking and they'll never walk again and they'll never talk again. And they're like, there's so many different and you look from the outside and you go, what do you, what do you mean? Why are you even struggling with this? Why are you even complaining? We don't know what we're navigating on the inside, both emotionally, spiritually, in the midst of our circumstances. And from the outside, it can look like to many other people, you know, what do you have to complain about? What do you have to do? And that's also part of the pressure that's it's so like the true. voice of the enemy in the in the midst of that to to disqualify like what you're navigating, how you're walking through a season in such a twisted, weird kind of way that plays into all of this that makes it harder. But again, this comes down to the voice recognition. What is who is that voice that you're hearing in your head from? Is it from God? Is it the voice of God? And like you said, the word of God, is it the word of God? Does it align with what the word of God says over you, speaks over you, what it calls you to? Does it align with that? Or is it the voice of an accuser? Because the enemy is an accuser and that's his job. And that's what he does continually. And so if you hear the voice of an accuser coming, even in a way like that, like, you know, there's, just so many things that we're walking and I know we can have the perspective of, oh, it could be so much worse. Well, of course it could be worse, but that's not always helpful in actually processing and dealing with what we're genuinely navigating. But we have to trust that in the midst of it, 
And it's why I love so much, Rhonda, that you started today just with an honest, just an honest confession of like where you're at today. Because I think that's the most powerful thing you can do in this space is just to actually put voice. This is where I'm really at. And so this is my way of inviting the Holy Spirit into that Mm -hmm. real place and saying, keep helping me to walk through this. I am confident that you are with me, even as all these invitations are strewn out onto the bed and the enemy wants me to pick up each and every one. And I picked a couple up today. The, the Holy Spirit's like, invite me right into that space. Let me actually come and allow my power to overtake all of those other invitations. But we can only do that if we're honest. We can only do that if we allow him to come into that space. If we bring it into the place of confession and repentance, like these are powerful things. And, and I never want you to underestimate the power of it. I actually heard a testimony this week of someone who was battling fear, tremendous, tremendous fear. They had prayer, people prayed for them, people came around, they were reaching out. And it was not until they sensed in their spirit, they were to confess and repent. As soon as they repented of fear, it broke. It Mm. immediately broke off their life. There is something so powerful. I mean, to the point where the scriptures actually say, confess, repent, and be healed. This is the promise. This is how it goes. So even in this space, as as these invitations, as we're talking about this and you're listening, these invitations, you're like, oh, unforgiveness. Shoot. Oh, you know, I'm, I'm carrying resentment. Oh, man, I'm holding on to an offense, you know, that da, 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 so-and-so did. And you may be rightfully so. To That could be a really offensive thing. But listen, the, if you don't want that thing to rob you anymore, there is an answer. Confess it to somebody, repent of it, and invite the Holy Spirit honestly into that space. And I remember over the course of the summer, as I was just navigating, like, honestly, for me, probably was one of the darkest seasons I've ever, ever gone through. Like, just, just the thoughts on my mind, the things that my my mind and my body were thinking and uh, it was it was hard it was really hard but i literally every day went for a long walk with the lord and i just honestly honestly told him i just brought him into every single part of it and then once i honestly confessed it honestly repented then i tried to turn it and it's, and sometimes it was so much effort tried to just turn it into what could I be thankful for? And sometimes it was just, God, thank you that the grass is green. (laughs) I'm walking Mm -hmm. outside. Mm -hmm. Thank you that the sun is in the sky today. Like sometimes it was so basic. I just had to go to the most basic things. But all of a sudden, it just started to shift. It just started to shift. It took time. It took time. I had to sit in that space for a while. It took time. But God was with me. He never left me in that space. And so I just encourage you in that if you're navigating like, gosh, I should just be thankful. Gosh, like look at what and and that just feeling additional condemnation and shame on you. Just break that off in the name of Jesus. We just break that off you in the name of Jesus and just be honest about that. Tell someone walk a repentant life. It's powerful. It's really powerful. And you will see the breakthroughs come. When? I don't know. It'll take time. It'll take time. Sit in it. Be honest about it. 
but go through it. Go through it and bring God with you. Bring God with you. That is so beautiful. So may you be encouraged today that he is with you. He's got you. He'll never leave you. Yes. And he's with you in the storm. He's with you on the shore. He's with you everywhere you go. And so not one more second are we going to be robbed. So today we hit the reset button and we invite the Holy Spirit to come and draw us close. Have a wonderful day.